Not many animals more Canadian than the polar bear, right? We have the majority of the polar bears remaining on Earth in our country. Depends on the estimates. Usually we're about 15,000 of 20 to 25,000. And there's some good news in the latest science when you take a look at polar bears in this country. They were under immense pressure for a very, very long time. But the latest information that we're receiving from the scientists who study them, in Canada at least, is uh, things aren't going that badly. It's not ideal. The sea ice is changing. They talk about old ice that's been there for a long, long time is now being replaced. But the new ice and the bears are apparently adapting. There's a lot of science that goes into it. But all in all, there is some optimism when it comes to polar bears in this country. The same can't be said in other parts of the world, though, specifically in Norway. Uh, They're facing some big, big problems in that part of the world with polar bears and the population there. So we're going to chat now with Dr. Simo Maduna, who is the author of a study into polar bears in Norway and just what they're facing and how they're dealing with it. He's with the Norwegian Institute of Bioeconomy. Uh, doctor, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I should say thank you very much for the invitation to allow us to share our knowledge of our study system with you guys. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I think when we take a look at it, just give us a snapshot. What, what you know, you took a look at the polar bear population in Norway and what they're facing and what how they're adapting. Uh, just give us your overall general view of what's going on with polar bears in Norway right now. So with our recent study, what we had found is that uh, through, of course, using genetics and some integrating some ecological knowledge, we really we found that uh, the loss of sea ice is an environmental driver that's uh, driving a loss of genetic diversity in this population. And of course, the study region in itself is characterized by accelerated loss of sea ice loss. And this is very concerning for the region in itself because, I mean, as you well know, is that polar bears depend heavily on sea ice for mating, for moving around and uh, as a platform for hunting. So some that population as well, Bart, is gradually becoming sort of isolated from a broader polar bear population. And, of course, you're seeing the ways that, you know, I mean, polar bears are adapting in a sense, I guess, not in optimal ways, of course, but just tell us what you're seeing happening within the polar bear population. What What's it forcing them to change? So what we have seen, we couldn't, of course, with the genetic data is that in terms of the behavioral aspects of the population and whatnot, we did not, that wasn't our focus. But from other studies that are coming from the Barren Sea, it seems that we are capturing some of the behaviors that we have never seen before. Individuals, of course, are shifting northward um, to a more cooler region, uh, areas of the regions. And the other parts of the populations which we share, the Barren Sea population is shared between Russia and Norway. So on the Russian side, a new study that had been done actually found that um, there's a higher level of cannibalism or infanticide that's going on on over there. So those are the things that are not necessarily we have found evidence for in our study, mm-hmm. but it's giving an indication that in terms of the genetic integrity of the population, and if you're looking at genetic uh, underlying diseases and whatnot for that particular population, we're still yet to get that information. But for now, it's clear that with minimal genetic variation that we have, it doesn't give that much um adaptability for the population to respond to any other disturbances, anthropogenetic disturbances that are yet to come in the near future. So the most important thing here for this particular study is that if we do not put a stop to the sea ice, then the population as well part will be isolated. And of course, that would put it at, at, at a higher stakes, at a higher risk of 
decline. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like the bears are forced into a position where they have to adapt and the options they have available for adapting uh, cause more problems for the population. So it's it's sort of a negative cycle that they they find themselves in at this point. It is. And I mean, it just goes for any popular, for any species that exists as a sort of a, a large population. And if you have situation where that population is now becoming fragmented, mm-hmm. you will find that individuals in sort of like these restricted areas will then on average ha- have a higher relatedness compared to the broader population and that mating within those individuals that are share higher order of genetic relatedness that can contribute to a lot of uh, a lot of things negative effects for the population and of course the barren sea population the numbers there as i heard you introduce the numbers that in some areas they are stable and currently it's actually been characterized as that the population is stable mm-hmm. but that differentiates a consensus size of a population versus the genetic size of the population. That's the the crux of the matter here. That's the main concern, yeah, obviously. That's the main concern. That's the main concern rather than the head count of individuals. What's the end point of this? If this continues and the population genetically gets smaller and smaller and smaller, what's the end result? So basically that actually leads to higher elevated risk to extinction. And the thing that we had done with the study is that we try to show what would happen if there are no interventions. And we did show that, of course, the numbers would decline so low that you would have individual, you would have a small population, a very isolated population that has now basically, I wouldn't necessarily say, would go extinct, mm-hmm. but that is a likely fact that that population will inevitably be so isolated that it could go extinct. All right. I appreciate the insight. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning, Doctor. Thank you. Yes, pleasure. And then I hope that we have imparted some knowledge on our study system. And it's a very important uh, topic, at least now, at least for the polar bears, since they are the poster species. But yeah. it goes for all all species that are dependent on ice, if we do not put, do something to basically stop the ongoing or, f- or to stop further sea ice loss, we are really going to be in trouble. The polar bears will be um, in trouble. Yeah, I think that we've, we've come to realize that. Doctor, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Yes, pleasure. That is Dr. Simo Maduna, who is the author of the study, and uh, he's with the Norwegian Institute of Bioeconomy. And we've heard that before in this country, too, right, that the polar bears were threatened. And it was a big concern. But, you know, in preparing for the interview, I was reading, well, what's going on in our country? And I took a look, and there's actually some good news when it comes to polar bears. This came out about a year ago, the latest information. And scientists say they have found that the recovery efforts are paying off, and bears have at least temporarily responded well to the change in the Arctic ice situation. They're fatter than they were in the 1990s and um, increasing or stable in population over the past two decades. Um, And there's a lot of work that has been done into this involving indigenous people in the area, government management facilities, all kinds of different work has been done. And it seems like it's paying off, at least in Canada as of last year, 
basically what it works, the way it works is the thick old ice, that that's what they call it, old ice that has been there forever and ever and ever and never thaws, um, is now thawing. But there's something called multi-year sea ice. Or that's the thick ice. Then there's something called new ice, which comes in and replaces it, you know, with a freeze-thaw cycle. And it actually increases the biodiversity in the water, which can in turn provide more food. So there are some, and, and apparently the polar bears in Canada are adapting to this change quite well.